Ibuku is one of the pioneers in globalizing bamboo architecture since Alora Hardy and the team of passionate people committed to bringing local Indonesian techniques, process, and materials to the rest of the world as a way of building sustainably and a way of connecting with nature. The world-renowned studio is celebrated for all its current and growing successes in shifting the paradigm of what luxury and sustainable architecture means, and thus beyond the studio, Ibuku is also known for the Green School uh, which is a community with a mission to make our world more sustainable. Today, we are joined by Ibuku's lead architect, David, and we will converse about finding our way back to our roots through the many touch points of sourcing, planning, process, and the realization of their architecture. So thank you so much for being here. You're welcome, Karina. It's <laughs> my pleasure to be here. <laughs> no, it's ours. Uh, will you tell us first about Ibuku and the beginning of the studio and also the design philosophy? Ibuku is a design consultant studio, an architecture and interior firm, basically. It was found by Elora Hardy in 2010. But before that, uh, her father, uh, John Hardy, already initiate uh, green school projects and to build green school he is like uh, creating some kind like a uh, manufacture company uh, specialist in bamboo called PT Bamboo Bamboo so the history of Ibuku is connected with the PT Bamboo Bamboo at the beginning when John Hardy initiate green school but in two thousand 2010, Elora is uh, went back from New York. Uh, he is like creating Ibuku basically, like honoring Ibuku. And at that time, our first project is is Green Village. Mm -hmm. It's a residential compound near Green School basically. So that is our first projects. And up to now, we are designing maybe like around more than 100 structures mm. up to 200 i believe uh in bamboo and recently we are widening our vocabulary because like uh we also now having a project from overseas so we are widening our vocabulary and six uh what is the best palette in terms of contextuality uh from the location basically so, apologize. The design philosophy. I think uh, what Elora want to try to introduce again is how we can be connected to the nature. There is one quote that I always remember when he she said to me like, "Hey, uh, David, uh, what do you think about us and nature?" I mean, like she just asked me like that and. Mm, I don't know. What do you think? And he said, like, many times people say nature as it, it is become like a third person or a third something, right? But I think it's not correct. I think human is part of the nature. So basically, we are like small pieces of the nature itself. And because of our maybe like uh, as a human we have conscious we have logic then we are kind of like overrule nature and we are trying to separate between 
human energy. And I think I think that is describing what her intent in Ibuku on how he want to recon reconnect between human and also nature, where it should be human part of the nature. Mm. But from the architecture point of view, I mean, like our, I was like our, I was having a, an architect background, and what make her vision is in line with me personally is like uh, there's a word in in architecture. There is in some era in architecture called deconstructism. Deconstructism. Yeah. I mean, that is a style of architecture or like a mind of architecture of Frank Gehry, Peter Eisenman, and so on. But uh, I'm not, I'm not literally going into what is deconstructism, but they are questioning. In that era, they are questioning about a lot of things. And that is almost the same what we are doing here in Buku, where we are like questioning things. We are questioning, should door should be rectangular should it is should door have like 2.4 meter height should rooms has to be square so we are like questioning a lot of things in terms of architecture which bring my memory about that deconstructism when people start questioning a lot of things so I think that is uh, a lot of perspective and vision and mind about the uh, architecture background of Ibuku. <laughs> Will you share with us your thoughts on organic architecture and how it might help us find our way back to our roots? Well, yeah, I mean, like people, people frame it as an organic architecture, means there is some organic architecture, right? But I think, I think, like, human. At the at the earlier thought is like is always try to connect with whatever uh, happen or whatever exists nearby us. I mean, like if if I live not in a town, but if I was born in one jungle, I will try to mimicking or I will try to create space with whatever available there and whatever site available there right so i will try to adapt it so organic architecture is 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 the way that it should be i mean this is this is from my perspective means it's not always have a curve things i don't agree about curve thing is organic architecture no but 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 the space that we create is you can feel right uh, your body can feel right your soul can feel it's true it's right it is hard to describe it by 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 uh, by a measure tool and and that brings me with some some question like why 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 we are uh, always always attract with with a square room right and i'm thinking Maybe it's because all the furniture that available in the market is is, is square. Or everything is rectangular. Everything has corners. And people sometimes uh, or human is a 
is a, a, a creature that willing to measure everything. Human want to understand everything. Human want to human is feeling comfort when he is understanding. But I believe like some expression of the space and the way that human feel about the space is not dictated by a measurement things. I think that is what we try at Ibuku is like, we want to understand about the feeling and the journey for the person who will use that space first. And we want to try to describe it from our professional as an architect eyes, how to define that space. And the shape itself, we are not trying to pretend like it should be curved like that. No, no, no. It's not, not, not the way that we are. But it, the process of like defining space is creating their own form itself. So I think that is my answer. Hmm. Well, so aside from nature or natural materials, what other vernacular things can inspire us when practicing architecture? I'm very lucky uh, uh, working here at Ibuku in Bali and knowing this amazing material with bamboo. Here in Bali, there's a lot of people who has artisan skill, right? Yeah. There are many artists. So, and they have like long history about uh, their culture, their tradition, the way uh, they are making or the way uh, they are like living. So basically they already have maybe what I can call their, they have the local wisdom basically. Uh, like every ceremony, like Ngaben, Ngaben is a cremation ceremony. I mean like previously they are already using bamboo as the main material to, to, to carry on the, 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 the body, right? So they already understand there is a material that they can use and they already adapt how to, to use it. So I think, I think that is, is, is a big major part of why Ibuku is born in Bali because of that uh, contextual value that already being here. Besides like bamboo is abundant here, but there is some community, there is some artisan already have that skill set. So, so I think, I think uh, 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 their local wisdom and their uh, uh, experience and their skill is make us in Ibuku to make these things. I mean, like this thing is, is our project. So they are very integrated part of the, of the design process and also the build process. Because like if Ibuku was born in, 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 in Jakarta, for example, I don't think, I don't think it will be bamboo. Mm. So, 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 so yeah, there is like a lot of local wisdom that we can gain here in Bali. And that is helping us uh, in the design process and also the build process. Mm. So if local techniques and local people, local craftsmanship can inspire you, do you have an example or a story on how your bamboo architecture project successfully empowers 
them back or like help them achieve better well-being? Well, there is some kind of like a symbiosis happening mm. between us. Uh, here, uh, as a design consultant, we are pushing boundaries, right? So we are pushing the tradition or the local set skills. And we are like integrating that with technology. We are integrating that with client necessity. We are integrating from engineering perspective. So while we are designing and when we are involving people, like local people, to discuss and to brainstorming, I mean, like a lot of our process is like brainstorming with the artists. And because they already have that skill set, right? And we, as an architect, I mean, like I've been here for 14 years, but I'm still curious how they make something. Hmm. Uh, so we already have that discussion happening. And when we are discussing, there is some good, 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 good back and forth between us where we are trying to, can it be done like this? And then we can show uh, him or them some kind of like, uh, drawings or image, and they will they will they will give feedbacks. Oh no no no! It cannot be like that. Maybe it can be like this if you want the shape to be like this. So there is some some discussion happening, and it empowering them or it imposing them all the all the all the all the technology and all the other consideration of design basically. So there is some kind of a transfer of knowledge, not only from them to us, but us also to them. Mm. That's one thing that I can recognize. And the other thing, of course, I mean, like uh, when we are creating design and we want someone to be built, right? So, so, so there is some, some, some business, business arrangement happen and they got some fee to do that. And we are proud that our design can be built. So there's like two things that 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 share together when we have a project. Sweet. So from educating and sharing knowledge with people, um, not only in Bali but also around the world, um, what have you noticed and wish people to know more about? And um, what have been the challenges in advocating for sustainable vernacular architecture? Sustainable have a a a, a very wide Meaning, that is for my, my, my short understanding about sustainable. And I, I'm, uh, I'm, very, I'm very glad that people look about us and think, hey, Duko is, 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 is using sustainability as, as the design approach. I'm very glad about that. What we know is bamboo is very fast grow and it's abundant in Bali. And like I said, in Bali, there is some skill set and workmanship. So there is people who can do something with bamboo. And with the power of technology and research, we found a way how to preserve this material to be long lasting, right? Previously, bamboo is always says as a temporary structure at temporary material because it's, it's rotten quickly but now we have that a way that preserve this material so i think that is part of sustainability i'm still questioning but it's happened here 
and it's keep on happen it's keep on going and people people is like looking us and willing to collaborate with us so seeing from material perspective i think that's the sustainability work maybe in terms of business i think that's also while we are keep on having projects and uh, we spread out to the world now like when we have overseas project we are saying to our client hey uh, maybe this material is not fit with your location regarding your regulation right i mean like we have project in in us where the regulation is very straight but we always want to introduce this material as a material and then we will, we, we are negotiating with the, with the local architect or the architect of record on which part of the building that bamboo can inspire the client or 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 like bringing the news there is material so we always try to bring something where this material can be fit and in overseas context we are looking for other sustainability other what is abundant over there what is uh, people can do with this material over there and what is valuable basically uh, in one project in, in central america we we have uh, a chance to to use uh, submerged wood from a lake because when when they make a lake they cut trees and it's submerged and then uh, 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 some contractor told us there is a possibility if we can bring that wood to be used and if it already submerged for years means the wood is very strong right and it's leftover basically so yeah we are finding whatever that we can find in terms of contextuality Karina. perfect um lastly what is key to making a community of global holistic change makers do you think yeah that is a tough question uh i think i think it start with with us as a human and with us mindset and perspective to seeing things uh, i don't know but 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 it should be start with ourselves first and when we are like aware about something it can change our mindset and our perspective to viewing things then we can start persuading people we can do improvements like in ibuku we try to build structures from this material right where maybe in 2008 in indonesia there's no one believe uh, uh, bamboo can be used as a permanent material that can be well designed uh, proper uh, maintains and proper also like treated in back then no one is believing that but the way john hardy and elora seeing this material and her vision about this material it can bring inspiration to people like for me for instance it's, it's bringing me here uh, i collaborate with them up, up to now right 
but it start with with a simple awareness and let's do it <laughs> right I, i i believe like at that time john hadi is like i mean he owns a jewelry company but i heard like he he is like live with all that jewelry company and start green school mm-hmm. and after like 10 years it's inspire a lot of people have you heard uh, green school new zealand mm-hmm. so 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 there is a change of green school now in new zealand well not using bamboo but it's using some kind of like a very sustainable wood over there so it's keep it's keep like branching it's keep spreading so yeah i mean like it start with ourselves and our awareness and our perspective and i think if we already have that whatever we do we can inspire people and it will be like coming like a rolling snow it's getting bigger bigger and bigger it's amazing i really commend what you and the team at ibuku have done in promoting and advocating for sustainable architecture right um, but not just that it's also opening our minds up to what new luxury means and it is about connecting with nature uh, reminding us that it is part of us we are part of them uh, we're part of the process the people and also like the community around us so thank you so much and keep doing great work thank you karina for this awesome thank opportunity thank you